Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is... um, this has been a really requested topic and I'm happy to say we're finally diving into it. Um, we're talking about twin flames today. You've seen the title. We are diving into it. We are leaving nothing unsaid, nothing unexplained. If you guys have questions remaining after this episode, um, we can definitely do a part two, but my intention with this is to tell you literally everything about twins um, so that maybe we have all of your questions answered. Then again, I feel like people just have questions, which is such a healthy, good, positive thing. So maybe we will have a part two. Um, maybe we'll do like twin flame Q and a style, um, in the future, but for the, the facts and the straight to the point, this is what it is. This is why you incarnate this way. If you have, um, and you know, explaining the journey, what it is and what it is not because, oh, the, the myths surrounding, um, such a divine connection is, uh, uncanny. It's, it's a lot right now. So I feel like this is a good time to bring it up, um, for that reason being that there's so much being said that is just so misconstrued, but also because I just published my very first poetry collection, which if you didn't know already, I am officially an author. I published my first book, Sweet Daisies, um, last Monday. So on December 12th, 2022, and a good portion of my book talks about, um, you know, recounts my experience with my twin in perceived separation from my twin, kind of where I've landed um, in this whole twin flame experience, amongst many other things that I experienced in my life. It's it, it covers a really large portion of my life. I will leave my link below if you want to buy it, check it out. If you do, thank you so much. Um, and I I just feel like this is always been like the timing for me to talk about it those of you who have been around the community for a while who have seen my journey for a while you know that I've had a very like love-hate relationship with the twin flame journey as most divine feminines do um I I would argue I'm like getting the hints here like even the divine masculines I think get kind of annoyed with it um true twin flames don't always want to be on the twin flame journey it is not It is the most spiritually challenging journey you will ever experience. Um, And it's why, for one, so few people do it, but it takes so many lifetimes of training to get here. Um, So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to explain to you kind of how I'm able to share all of this with you in case you've missed other episodes. Um, But I feel like I'm finally in a really good place to talk about this. Um... I feel like I'm a lot less heated (laughs) about um, all of the myths and the bullshit and the misconceptions that are just spread around the fake woke community, which I'm going to talk about like really briefly. I'm kind of going to go on a little rant here in a minute. Um, 
if I feel super low energy to you in this episode, um, I will admit that I am like violently hungover right now, (laughs) which if you know me, I don't drink. I drink like two, maybe three times a year and it's always with my family and we celebrated Christmas on Saturday this weekend and whoa, I just, um, I made some (laughs) fucking funny decisions when it came to my choices of alcohol. I am not feeling so hot. Um, the fact that I'm even like able to like sit here and record this is kind of astounding to me. Um, so please know that my dedication for you in this podcast goes really, really hard. Um, like it's like, I just want to lay in bed. So if you're picking up on my energy, please don't think it has anything to do with the topic. I had just made really hilarious human decisions last night and, um, definitely won't be making those decisions for at least another six months. Cause holy, <laughs> holy fuck, man. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into it. At the end, I'm going to be doing uh, a Q and a, um, I put a poll up last week to see if you guys had any questions and you guys sent some in. So I'm going to do the Q and a at the end. And then if you guys ever have more questions, um, then I will answer them in a future Q and a, uh, but like I said, my hope is to kind of just like get everything out there with this topic like now so that you have a point of reference. Like I don't want to do all of these like split episodes of Twin Flame this and Twin Flame that. Like I just want to like not get it over with because it's not like it's it's annoying. I think honestly, I think if anything's annoying is the fact that I've put this off for so long and I always have to like keep re-explaining it. So like I'm really just like annoyed with myself Um, I've gotten to a point, thankfully, (laughs) with like just a lot of like patience and compassion and just ignoring certain videos of, you know, the fake woke community and all the misconceptions, just like recognizing that like some people just don't understand because it's not the journey that they're on. And like, it's, it's fine. Like just, there's a lot of bullshit on social media. Like the other day, oh my God, I posted about this on my Instagram stories I saw like two or three videos on TikTok the other day that were like, if you are taking part in manifestation or you have desires and things that you're trying to bring into your life, you are not working towards enlightenment. And I, guys, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, you know, we're having this human experience because it is the only physically material, materially manifested world in the entire Milky Way. It's a fucking hard ass planet to be on. And as a human being, you can never achieve enlightenment. It's way too fucking dense down here to achieve enlightenment. You can be on a path of enlightenment. The majority of spiritual people are on a path of enlightenment, which is a little bit different than being awakened. We could do a whole other episode on that. But it's like, just because you're awake or on a path of enlightenment or a spiritual guide or a spiritual person, oh my God, like I laughed so hard and it's just, At this point, like, trust me, if you're new to the podcast, like, don't think like I'm judgmental of these people. I'm not. I just find it so funny when people think they are so high and mighty and so righteous that their inflated spiritual egos are like, if you do this, it's wrong. (laughs) I'm in a fucking sassy ass mood right now. I can tell. Um, And it's just funny because you can so clearly see the spiritual ego in some people. And it's just like, 
oh, you just, you've missed the entire point, my love. Like, go back a couple of steps, try again. And I mean, that's people's process, right? So, you know, we, we got to let them have it. But I just thought it was so funny of like, you can't manifest anything if you want to be enlightened. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? In that case, like, do you not desire having your mortgage paid? Do you not desire, you know, being able to fill up your car with gas? Do you not desire being able to buy food? Because you need all those things for your livelihood. And if you're desiring those things, then you must not be enlightened. Like, it's just like, it's just so comical. It's so comical. Um, and then I also saw because you're going to hear me talk about this in this episode, I also saw there were like people talking online about how um, this idea that the divine masculine and divine feminine have to take on or their energetic polarities take on traditional um, gender roles, like what people would kind of deem as like patriarchal gender roles is extremely problematic and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have to remember that the, the, the these roles are based off of the polarities. It doesn't mean you have to conform to them because you have both energies, but these polarities literally have, it's like a magnet. Like one is the receiving end of the magnet. One is the giving end of the magnet. It, it's just so crazy, not in like a you're nuts kind of way, but it's just so mind blowing and fascinating to see that so many people want to find like a political issue with the laws, like the metaphysical laws of the universe. Like there are um, seven universal laws when it comes to energy. There are 12 laws of karma. There are 12 universal laws when it comes to um, ethics and universal ethics. Like, and these are things that like, they're never going to change. They've always been this way. So it's just really... It's just really interesting to see where, you know, the 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 spectrum of um, awakening is. I was talking to my dad about this this morning of like how it's so interesting to see how in spirituality, something that is really not meant to be polarized at all, like people are going so far right with it and so far left. Like it's literally like, it's like politics at this point. And it's just, I laugh at it because I'm just like, oh, the humans, like, Oh, they'll, they'll get it eventually. A lot of people do get it too. Like it's not to say that there's people who don't get it because there are like a lot of people, like hundreds of millions, if not billions of people who really do understand what spirituality is. But um, it's just so, it's just been so funny to watch. And like TikTok has been such an interestingly toxic place lately. So I just kind of wanted to open up with that because um, you're going to hear me talk about a lot of things. An episode that I would refer you to on the podcast um, to kind of understand a little bit more about this and the energetic polarities of the divine masculine and the divine feminine is the episode, Who Are the Divine Masculine and Feminine Energies? Um, it's one of the most top listened to episodes on the podcast. It is crazy to me how many downloads that episode gets on a weekly basis. Thank you, by the way, for that. Um, and also, um, we are like not many streams away, streams, downloads, episodes, mm, how do you say? We are not many downloads away from hitting 10k um downloads in 10 months of being on the podcast let me just see here i'm opening up my analytics um oh my god it went up we're literally gonna hit it i think this week if not next um we are less than 200 downloads away from hitting 10,000 downloads like all-time downloads on the cosmic collective podcast so 
I just want to say like a huge thank you and a huge shout out to all of you because that like I literally created this podcast 10 months ago like almost to the day like just over 10 months ago um and to close out the year with 10,000 downloads in like less than one year of the podcast even being live is um really really fascinating and encouraging and exciting to me so thank you very much for that and if you do feel um like you want to leave a rating on spotify or apple or wherever you listen to podcasts um it really 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 does help um the podcast i notice every time i get a new review i get um a lot more downloads because more people new people are finding our community so if you ever feel like leaving a rating i would love that i want to have like a thousand ratings by the end of 2023 i know that's insane but you know i'm a sagittarius son i like to go hard or go home i like i like big things i like to make everything big so uh nearly a 15 minute intro here um let's let's jump into the twin flames um so what are twin flames so oh well no i should probably start with how i know the things that i know so i'm a twin flame uh, twin flame is one soul split into two bodies and the energetic mechanics of this is that every single person walking this planet is half of a soul yin or yang which is divine feminine yin divine masculine yang this has absolutely nothing to do with sex or gender expression or sexuality i'm only saying that once okay i'm only saying it once we're leaving it there. It has nothing to do with it. Okay. It is energy. It is literally like a magnet. So I would want you to just keep that in mind. I am a divine feminine. I'm yin. I also do happen to be a cisgendered heterosexual woman. That is not going to be the case for every divine feminine, nor will it be the case for every divine masculine. So it's, it, again, it has nothing to do with it. Point blank period. The reason why a human can only be half of one soul is because the energy of a soul is so huge, so vibrationally massive, it literally cannot fit into the entire, like it cannot fit its entirety into one dense physical human body. It cannot. So it splits itself into and half goes into one body. And in the very beginning, Half will go into a body on earth, the other half stays in ether. And then when that first half that was on the earth dies, they come back, they meet up, and then the other half goes down and they incarnate in tandem, okay? And this is because they need to get acclimated to earth and the goal of the soul is to learn all that it can. So yin is going to come down or yang is going to come down and then they'll die from the earth and they'll go back up to spirit and um, either it depends on how you like to do things as twins. Um, sometimes you'll just merge immediately back into your entire soul being, or you will converse as, cause you're, you're still two separate beings until a certain point. Um, you are two separate energy beings until you're in the seventh dimension. Sometimes the fifth, there is like a quantum technicality there that I need to more deeply understand before I explain it to you. So in the fifth dimension, physically, um, not like the 
go back to the dimensions episode if you're confused by what I'm saying. So in the physical fifth dimension, like let's say like in the Pleiades or in different constellations like that, um, you are still half of one soul. And this is the dimension that you go to immediately after you die. Okay. So you'll go back and you'll be like, oh, how was that life? You go through life review, everything like that. The other half of your soul acts as your higher self in the physical. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't have a higher self if you're a twin flame because we exist multidimensionally at all times, no matter what we're doing, no matter how we're doing it, okay? This is going to be a really complex episode. Um, So if you have questions, please email them in or DM me on Instagram. I'm happy to answer. It's a complex thing. And this is why it's so misunderstood. But there comes a point where both the yin and the yang of one soul have incarnated several times on the planet individually without the other half at the same time. And they have learned everything that they can. And so they say, all right, it's time for us to go to earth together. And this catalyzes the spiritual awakenings um, on a very, very, very high, deep level of consciousness on the planet. Now, some, um, how do you say, Um, some disclaimers. No, you don't have to meet your twin flame to go through an awakening. No, just because you went through your awakening doesn't mean you met your twin flame. No, your twin flame isn't the only person that can catalyze your awakening. Hope that's clear. The majority of people are not incarnated with their the other half of their soul, the vast majority. It is extremely, extremely, extremely rare. And twin flames will tell you, this doesn't make us better than you. It doesn't make you better than us because we're all the same. And that is what twin flames are here to teach, okay? We come here as twins to literally bring unity consciousness to the planet because our union with ourselves, um, so aka um, our union between the two physically incarnated parts of our soul, the two humans, like for example, myself and my physically manifested other half of my soul, my divine masculine, who is another human being here on the planet, our union doesn't just catalyze our ascension into unity consciousness and our awakening. It has a astronomical, an astronomical impact on the entire planet and everyone that we meet in our lives. Um, even before we came into union, we had that impact on, on people and every twin couple will or pairing, I should say. Couple, I find people kind of deem that romantically, but um, it's it's insane. It's intense. So what they are, one soul split in two bodies. I have explained how they incarnate, and I, I've explained why they incarnate. So they split because you can't fit the entire soul in the body, and we come here to bring unity consciousness back to the planet, okay? Twin flames have a very, 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 very powerful and magnetic energy, Um we have, because at this point, the twins who have incarnated, there are some twins. This is, we're going to talk about twin flame waves as well, because not all twins have come to the planet together before. Some twins have come to the planet before, and each of the waves of twins are are doing something differently to anchor in the vibration of unity consciousness into the planet, okay? Now, in terms of... Um, the awakening. A lot of people have asked me about this and it's not something I ever talked about. 
Um, but there's a concept that is quite well known in the spiritual community at certain um, depths of it. Um, a concept that is known as the 144,000. And this was um, really, really prominent. Um, I think back in 2012, it was like a really big topic of conversation of we need the 144,000 to awaken. Once the 144,000 awaken, the ascension of the earth is guaranteed. And um, for those of you who aren't aware, some of you already are, the awakening of the 144,000 was the awakening of 144,000 twin flames, okay? Um, 144,000 full souls, so uh, 288,000 people. The 144,000 are a specific group of twins across um, many ages, many star seed waves, um, many decades who had to be awakened before 2020, when these souls awakened, everything got catalyzed for the 2020 Great Awakening, okay? So that's what the 144,000 is. It's why 144 is very, very much deemed a twin flame number. Again, just because you see 1111 and 144 and other twin flame numbers doesn't necessarily mean that you're with your twin. I'm going to talk about um, signs of, you know, being a twin um, because there are there are several but I'm also going to talk about what it's like when you meet a soulmate because it can be very confusing um, so the reason why twins had to awaken this a certain amount of twins there's not just that many twins on the planet there are quite a few more from my understanding there's like two to three million twins on the planet at this time that are in, that have incarnated several times to the point where they, they, how do I explain this? It's like, it's so complex to explain. There's like two to three million twins who are on the planet who are like in their final lifetimes, if not their final lifetime, that are um, most typically third wave twins that are holding a lot of space for the collective. There are more twins who have chosen to come together at this time in the planet for a more individual experience of soul expansion. Not to say that they don't work um, spiritually and aren't spiritually guiding because as twins they are, that's literally their role. Um, but their twin flame union experience will be very, very different than third wave twins. So third wave twins, there's about two to three million. And we're going to talk about that in a second. So there's three, there's three different waves of twins. And um, again, it's very, very rare to be a twin. It's extremely rare. A lot of people think that karmics are twins, and we're going to talk about that because they're very, very different, but a karmic will catalyze an awakening in you. Um, so we'll talk about that as well. But the three waves of twins. So wave one, this is often um, twins who are just starting to incarnate on the planet together. This is a soul that has not incarnated. Maybe they've incarnated once before, Um they're in the very, very early um, experiences of being one whole soul incarnated on the earth at the same time. They have known each other since childhood and are often not romantic. Um, they might be, but more often than not, like 99% of the time, they're not romantic. Um, and if they are, they it's like usually like a very brief like childhood type of romance and then that's it for them. 
and they are just learning how to acclimate being one soul on the planet. Um, and, and that's, it's hard. Like I remember I, so my twin and I, to give you an idea, we've incarnated on the planet several times before, um, like several times. And it's, it's always really interesting. I have like these memories of like one of the first times we were on the planet together and it was just like, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like on, on like a higher level. I don't think it was a very, um, like humanly conscious thing. I, maybe it was, I don't know. Um, I don't exactly remember what my perspective was in that lifetime, but I remember just like the, the memory of, of being like, holy fuck, that's fucking trippy as shit. Like that's, that's literally me. <laughs> like just so fucking trippy. So, um, I, I, I have a, a lot of memory about this. If you don't already know, I have a lot of pre-earth life memory, a lot of past life memory. I've got, I've got a lot of memories from a lot of things spiritually. So, um, this first wave of twins is, is, is in the early phases of, of incarnating itself twice at once so in in two bodies and it's a really trippy experience like it's a lot to navigate energetically um so that's wave one they know each other since childhood they're very rarely romantic uh if they are it's like that like first love experience and then they're they typically don't end up together and that's because their role as a twin here is a very very individualized experience then we have wave two these are romantic life partners. They most um, similarly mimic um, soulmates, except the dynamic between um, the, the, the two, the divine feminine and the divine masculine, will not be like a soulmate. So soulmates are very, very easy. They're very complementing um, to you. Like, um, let's say you know, you're very grounded and introverted, but your soulmate is very like, um, like hyperactive and extroverted, like it's complimenting, right? As where twins are going to be more similar, but they're going to express their similarities in different polarities, which I know can kind of sound confusing. So for example, um, how, what kind of example can I give for this? That would make the most sense. Um, let's say you have two twins, like a twin, two people that are twins, um, twin flames. And one is very, very confident and ambitious in their personal life. The other might be very, very confident and ambitious in their professional life. Okay. That's like a really like, terrible example if I'm being kind of honest with you um like totally honest but you kind of get the point so they're going to express it um in different ways where a soulmate um is going to be a soulmate love is very very easy uh it's very easy flowing it's it's just easy (laughs) as where your twin is going to challenge you because they're they are your your polarity, right? So they're going to reflect back to you everything that you are in its polarity. And we're going to talk about this in, in a little bit. So wave two are romantic life partners and they don't go through separation in the same way as wave three twins do, if at all. Um, so they might take like a little short period break, um, Again, not as likely. They once they come together, they are together, and that is it. That is their person. And then we have wave three twins. 
Um, and sorry, the role of wave two twins is to anchor in twin flame unity to the planet um, and basically energetically create a ripple effect just by being so in love. Because twin flames, when you, I mean, it sounds so self-involved because <laughs> it's your soul, but that level of that union with your soul, it, it brings in such an intense high vibrational frequency of union and unity to the planet that it is understood as the highest form of divine love to experience as a human. Now, I will say that that doesn't mean that you will not experience divine love with a soulmate. Not at all. It's really, really hard to explain how different they are. Um, but they, they just are. And it's, and it's more of a vibrational thing rather than an experiential thing, if that makes sense. Um, twin flame love is very, 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 very intense. Like if you read Sweet Daisies, like you're going to see like how fucking intense it is. It's like all consuming to a degree, but not in like an unhealthy, like obsessive kind of way. It's just like really energetically a lot because you constantly feel your twin because you're the same energy like twins know what's going on with their twin without even needing to speak to them without literally any words and that is just like really fucking trippy as where with a soulmate it doesn't matter how in love you are um you can't really know what's going on with them unless they communicate to you um there's not such an energetic tie because you're not the same energy you're two different energies who are co-mingling with each other which is still beautiful i don't get me wrong i've been with soulmates in past lives and have been like so 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 madly in love um and and have had such divine partnerships that are just like I love that soul so much like on every level my soul loves their soul but on the human experience having you know remembered that and experienced that and also experiencing my twin in this life I can say that they're very different I can't say that one is better than the other at all like they're they're they both are just so divine and beautiful so please don't think that when I say um, twin flame love is the highest form of love that you can experience that it doesn't again it's it's not a an emotional psychological thing it's an energetic thing that's what I mean it's like very energetic again this is such a complex fucking thing guys like it's it, and it's hard to explain the twin flame journey to people who aren't on the twin flame journey because it's just not going to make sense so if I'm explaining all of this to you and you're like this like it's just like I don't get it it's because you're not on the twin flame journey and that is okay those of you who are on it, even if you haven't met your twin yet, you're going to be like, yep, I know this. This makes complete fucking sense to me. And then we have um, wave three twins. One of my friends just texted me. <laughs> she knew I was recording the podcast today. She's like, how are you feeling? <laughs> not great, girl. I'm really not feeling great. Uh, if you're listening to this, um, not great at all. Um, but it's okay. It's okay spiritually and um emotionally I feel fantastic but my human body is like um get the coconut water get the fucking coconut water <laughs> so anyways wave three twins um wave three twins are they come together romantically they have a prolonged separation to hold the space for the collective awakening and some of them will have reunions and some of them will not we're going to talk about that 
as well. We're going to talk about reunions and separations and things like that. Now, it's very important that when I talk to you about separation, that you understand that there is no separation. Because I know there's twin flames listening to this. There's no separation, guys. It's your soul. How, tell me how can you be separate from your soul? Find feminines, I'm asking you. <laughs> like, I want you to journal on this. Pause this fucking episode and get your journal out. How could you ever be separate from your soul? And I know your ego, who is still healing, is like, yeah, but they're not here. But this really hurts and it's painful. And I, that's the thing. I understand because I've been there. I've, I've gone through the entire journey to get to the point of peace in the twin flame experience. I hear you. I get it. If you read Sweet Daisies, you know that I know this. It is the most excruciating pain to be in separation from your twin. It is actually described as being worse than grief of losing a loved one to death. And again, if you're a twin flame and you've met your twin and you have either gone into separation or not, you understand this. Literally, I've had people die in my life. I am a very sensitive, empathic, hello, speak English, Madison, Um, empathetic person. Like I'm a medium. Like, trust me, I feel what other people feel. I have never in my life felt more grief, like insurmountable grief in my life than I did whenever I was working through those deep personal wounds and experiencing perceived separation with my twin. Holy hell, I literally thought I was going to die because I literally thought my heart was going to give out with how much pain I fucking felt. It is like, it is nuts what you'll feel. Like, I can't believe I'm literally divulging that. I mean, I wrote a book about it, so I feel like it's kind of cat's out of the bag on that. But there is no separation. This is what I need to tell you, twins especially divine feminines because divine feminines you're the spiritual twin and it's not I gotta watch my words here because people might take this the wrong way the divine feminine is the spiritual leader she guides everything in the higher spiritual dimensions and the upper three chakras the divine masculine is the leader in the physical and in the lower three chakras so as the divine feminine is awakening her divine masculine is creating stability in the physical as the divine feminine then works on her lower chakras and begins to create physical Um, stability for herself by taking physical action in her life her divine masculine then goes through his more spiritual part of his awakening and starts anchoring in his feminine energy we're going to talk about this in a little bit because there is a really big activation happening right now across the collective not even just the twins but the twins are getting hit fucking hard right now um we're going to talk about it So wave three, like I said, they come together romantically. They have a union, uh, initial union. Then they go into separation for a very long time. And that separation is literally meant and designed for two things, for two reasons. One, the primary objective, holding space for the collective. The longer, there's there's a very specific period of time in the physical where certain wave three twins need to be in separation, whether that's indefinitely for this lifetime or for a very long time to hold space. It's 444 when I'm saying this to hold space for the human collective to awaken, right? So this is, um, 
this is like this is what I'm saying. My twins have a very, very energetic role. Even if you don't know any twins, you've never met them, you have no idea what they are, you couldn't care less, which is fine. They are literally holding the energetic container, creating an energetic sacred container for humanity to awaken. It's why the 144,000 had to awaken before 2020. This is the purpose. This was the role and this is the continued role in holding space for everyone to awaken. Um, Everyone who is meant to awaken throughout our lifetime, okay? Some of these twins are going to decide on either a human level or a predetermined soul contract level before they came into incarnation that they were either going to end up together or they were not going to end up together in terms of a romantic union. In these situations, you will see that the twin flames that do not end up together, that are in, again, perceived separation for the the remainder of their physical lifetime, hold the space for this greater collective awakening. Now, the the difference here is that soul this is hugely for souls who before uh, for twin flames who before they came to the planet said we will not reunite in this lifetime. We're going to be the ones to help anchor um, and and hold space for the collective, which is such a beautiful beautiful thing to do. It's about the mission um, rather than their own individualized experience, which is very 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 selfless. Um, I mean, souls incarnating on the planet in general, regardless of what they do, is quite selfless, uh, for lightworkers especially. Then there are twins who have a reunion path in, in for this lifetime that they designed for themselves, but their human selves are like, you know what, this is too much for me. And this is always going to be determined by the divine masculine. And this is where people might get a little frustrated with not understanding energetic polarity of well why does it have to be the masculine because like I mentioned the masculine is the master of the physical the feminine is the master of the spiritual it's just how it works the masculine is the doer the giver the visionary the feminine is the receiver the intuitive um and and the the part of the soul that um, knows what it desires. So in, in this in this type of scenario, the divine masculine will say, I am still alchemizing my own wounds. I am still alchemizing myself. And the divine masculine who is in a physical distance from his divine feminine will not, will not interact with his divine feminine if he cannot bring her peace. It is, that is just how it works. He is enlightened enough and awakened enough to know either on a conscious level or a more unconscious level on on a soul level that if his life and his life circumstances will not contribute to the divine feminine's peace, he will not enter her life. He will not talk to her. Specifically, this is often in cases of, um, again, if you've been in, in physical distance from the other half of your soul. Um, but I also recognize that this is also something that happens for twins who have yet to meet as well. Your divine, you will not meet each other until it is um, destined for you by your soul as you pre-planned it before you came here. So in that sense, um, sometimes... 
those twins will not end up together, even though before they came here, the highest timeline that they created to be available to them was to end up in union. And that is because, not that the divine masculine is not on his highest timeline, it's that his highest timeline and his alchemy, his self-alchemy, isn't matching up with his divine feminine's timeline. They're, they're just kind of moving at two different speeds, and he knows that he needs his divine feminine to be in her state of peace and her empowerment because she is um, the 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 more guiding force in the collective spiritual awakening as where he is the guiding force in the restructuring of earth systems. I just saw 333, which is divine support. So they have two very different roles. The divine masculine twins are here to anchor the restructuring of the physical, the breaking down of toxic masculine and patriarchal structures that do not serve the unity of humanity. And the divine feminine is here to anchor in the vibrational shift in awakening in consciousness so this is why the masculine is the physical master and the the divine feminine is the spiritual master and a favorite quote that i have is uh, always the student never the master but if we're talking about on a soul level their energetic expertise and what their polarity offers the planet um that is what we're talking about so In that sense, these twins who on a 3D human level have chosen not to be together will have a very, very high timeline available to them where they end up with a divine partner. And this is often a soul that... um, the the twins um are very well acquainted with i just saw 444 we've got lots of angel numbers today but they will each end up with uh it's kind of like a soulmate but a very very high level divine soul partner um to assist both halves of that soul on on uh, in a separate way on on separate i say separate timelines but it's not really because it's one soul but they'll essentially end up with someone else who is going to help them anchor in what they need to and it's going to be a soul that vibrates in the same um in the same speed and the same vibration uh, or the closest vibration to each half of the soul now, in the, in the um, situation of twins who already had it predetermined that they would not end up in a physical union in this lifetime because they wanted to be a container of holding space for the collective, they are going to already have their, their divine life partner uh, already chosen. And so in that sense, their twin is just a catalyst for them. All twins are catalysts for each other. But in that sense, specifically, it's kind of like the job is done. The contract between the souls, um, the, each half of the soul is is rendered complete as where in other circumstances where union, physical union is the quote the goal that was pre-planned for this lifetime the the contract would be considered open-ended or unfinished and could change variably throughout the lifetime depending on what the two humans decide and again this is always decided by the divine masculine because the divine masculine knows 
what he can offer his divine feminine. And again, if he cannot give her complete security, stability, and peace, if he will disrupt her peace, he will not come near her. And divine feminines, that's something I need you to know because this is what causes the chaser-runner dynamic. The wounded feminine... So let's kind of pivot into that um, away from wave three, but into the the whole twin flame dynamic. Twins often come together. I'm going to speak specifically with romantic twins because that is the twin flame journey. Um, the the first wave twins, um, and and even I'd say I'd argue on some level the second wave twins are not having the same experience as each other, the three waves, but are having a very different experience of third wave twins as well. There's no better one than the other, but when we talk about um, very, very concrete twin flame experiences, um, waves two and three are going to experience more or less what I'm talking about with each other as where wave one is going to experience it more externally with different um, people and then internally within themselves rather than with each other. So the divine feminine is going to exemplify the wounds of um, abandonment, rejection, and anxious attachment. Um, that's how she is going to be in her wounding. Um, the divine masculine is going to be struggling with Yes, abandonment and rejection wounds, but they're going to surface more as self-worth wounds. And he is going to be anxiously avoidant as where the divine feminine is anxiously attached. And this creates a runner-chaser dynamic. So when the wounded feminine senses and feels her divine masculine pulling away from her and going into this uh, maybe perceived separation, the separation that, that she's sensing, she's going to chase. And Mystic's coming out here, so if you can hear him. Uh, please don't mind. He's about to have some dinner. The the divine feminine, she's going to chase. She's going to be like, oh, divine masculine, divine masculine, pay attention to me. Divine masculine, hi, how are you doing? Like, Just she's going to be constantly trying to get at her divine masculine because she's not in a fully integrated state of her own union. She is still operating from her wounding. Divine masculine, the more that divine feminine chases, divine masculine is going to pull away. He's going to run. Because he is basically saying to his divine feminine without saying it, I cannot receive your energy right now. I cannot give you energy and I cannot receive your energy. And this is because the divine feminine and divine masculine are medicine to each other. And sometimes you need to stop taking medicine, right? So the divine feminine is going to um, have to learn that just because her divine masculine isn't fully involved with her or is needing space from her, um, and this is what catalyzes the healing of wounds, right? She's, she's anxiously attached. She needs to heal her anxious attachment and get into a secure attachment that doesn't rely on him and how he's uh, receiving her or not receiving her um, and, and what he's giving her or not giving her to affect how she views the connection herself and anything else going on in her life and in her world. And the divine masculine will come to her when he needs um, that boost or when he has something to offer her. And when I say that boost, it's kind of like, because the divine feminine is very much medicine for her divine masculine. She is really, really, really triggering him into an awakening by being around him. So the divine feminine triggers the divine masculine by being with him, by interacting with him. And the divine masculine triggers his divine feminine by being away from her and not talking to her. Now, this is where a lot of people think that toxic relationships, abusive relationships, and relationships that cause trauma are twin flames. And that is not it. Twin flames are one soul 
based on that, based on the quantum mechanics of that fact, okay, the little, the literal energetic physics of it, your own soul, your own consciousness cannot, will not, and ever, like is not even possible to create trauma for itself. Your soul will not traumatize you. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're not going to cause you trauma. Twin flames come together. Their love is so intense. Their connection is so intense. Their recognition of each other being the same soul is so intense, even on an unconscious level. They feel so much unconditional love that that love shines a massive light. I just saw 1111. Come on. Um, that that love shines such a bright light on all the wounds they have that were created before they even met, okay? The runner-chaser dynamic can get a little toxic, but it's not toxic in the sense of, fuck you, you dumb whore, and you fucking asshole. It's not like that. What the fuck is with the language today, by the way? (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, But it's not like that. It's more of um, not showing up just because you need or want or expect them to show up. And it goes both ways. Um, the divine feminine will often be encouraged to take space from her masculine, um, and to pull her energy back and focus it on herself. Um, and in that instance, she will then trigger her divine masculine to go through an awakening because doing that, pulling back her energy and being like, you know what, then you want to be wishy-washy. You want to only show up whenever you're able to, whenever you're able to give or whenever you're able to handle the connection, which by the way is fair because the connection is a lot. She's going to learn to stop chasing him and to redirect all of her energy within and towards herself. That's going to trigger the divine masculine. It's going to trigger his abandonment, rejection, and self-worth wounds. And then he's going to go on this inward journey. Okay. But again, the divine masculine is going to go through the physical transformation first, then the spiritual. Divine feminine is going to go through her spiritual transformation first and then her physical. And that's where the integration process happens. They master their own polarity, their opposite polarity, and then they integrate. And that's the fun time. So the integration is the best part um, because that's whenever your wounds are healed and this this experience doesn't bother you anymore and you're so at peace with whatever will come of your connection, which by the way, I thought I would never get to. Um, I literally never thought, like I remember so vividly, even I would say maybe just over a year ago, the thought of never seeing my divine masculine again and never speaking to him in this lifetime again, oh my god was excruciating like even just saying that out loud would have been enough for me to probably like start crying and get really choked up and now I'm kind of like oh my god we're gonna have so much fucking talk about when we get back to the other side before we merge back into one being because holy shit do I ever have updates for you and it's just so kind of funny to me now it's just like Again, there's no separation. It's my soul. Like I am literally just experiencing life on this planet twice. And I'm really glad I only have to be totally forefrontally conscious of one of those experiences. Um, Again, you'll always know what's going on with your twin. Both twins always know what's going on with each other on an emotional, spiritual, energetic level. Um, But, you know, you're only living in one brain with, you know, one perception um, specifically of your own life experience in one body. So you don't have to be completely aware of the physical um, manifestations and happenings of the other. But um, yeah, so it, it gets a lot easier, Divine Feminines. And I'm speaking to you specifically because, oh, someone just messaged me. They got my book. Oh, so exciting. Oh my God. 
what like what great timing i'm like talking about twins and someone just got a book that's literally about my twin that's so sweet um sorry guys this episode might be a little chaotic um i'm really doing my best here i really want to just get this episode up and out um and i just um yeah it's gonna be as organic as it gets i hope that you're able to follow it um but I, I'm speaking specifically to you, Divine Feminines, because I know you're the one that, um, not that Divine Masculines don't struggle with it, they really do, it's just a completely different understanding and experience with it, but Divine Feminines, I know you feel that pain, I know you feel that insurmountable grief, I know, and I'm telling you, it gets so much better, like, trust me, there will come a day where it just, like, doesn't matter, because you know that you're already one with your soul, and this is something that you'll see reading my book, Sweet Daisies, like, it's just, there, there is no separation. There is no duality. There is polarity, but there's, it's just unity. It's all love. It's just unity. It's just us in two bodies. And it's a really, uh, annoying experience sometimes. Um, but even that it gets, um, I find once your, your wounds are healed and your polarities within self are integrated, you're not bothered by anything anymore. Like, it's just like, eh, this just is what it is. Like, oh, felt my divine masculine and he's going through this. Like, oh, all right, well, and that's informative. Like, it just doesn't bother you in the way that it would maybe at the beginning stages of the journey when you're like, oh my God, I can feel him. I can feel what he's going through and it's just so disruptive and you're hyper fixated on it. And oh my God, when am I going to see him? Or how do I know he's going to be okay? Like, I need to help him. Like, no, like if he wanted your help, he would reach out to get it. Um, and that's something that's so important. So divine feminines, if you find that you're in chasing energy, I want you to redirect all that energy back to you. I also need you to know that your divine masculine is not stupid. Okay. You think that he has no idea about this connection because maybe he doesn't talk about it. Maybe he doesn't use terminology. Maybe his 3d life looks really different to yours and he doesn't seem to be on a spiritual journey. He is. He knows exactly who you are, whether he admits it to himself um, right away or not. He will at some point because he knows the truth. He knows. Um, they they know from the beginning as well. Like sometimes they have their own ego wounds with self-worth and, and the fear of unconditional love that they need to work through to um, really accept what they know because that's what it is true that too, right? Like even, even with divine true okay spirit yes true <laughs> i feel like my higher self's like yes this is true <laughs> like it's just so funny that was definitely that came up from spirit for someone um but just like for you divine feminine where it's about accepting what you know it's the same for your divine masculine like he's not stupid and just because he's not reaching out to you and he's maybe um taking space that he needs from you to be able to integrate and shift his energy and go through his awakening doesn't mean that he doesn't know what's going on in the connection that's or what's going on with you that doesn't mean that he doesn't feel it he does <laughs> um and he is making the choices for you so that you can also integrate and heal. Because if he, pardon me, were to give into you every time you felt like you needed him, your codependency wound would never break. And that's what you're healing. He is healing a different type of codependency and you're healing one type of codependency. You're not going to be able to heal that if every time you feel like you need him, he shows up for you, right? And that would make a really, really unhealthy connection, a really, really unhealthy relationship. So know that your divine masculine is fully fucking aware. He knows exactly what he's doing. 
oftentimes when it comes to what's going on in the physical in terms of your relationship together, he knows what's going on long before you do. Okay. So just trust that. There's a reason you are the feminine leading the spiritual and there's a reason he's the masculine leading the physical. I promise you, if you're, if you have an axe to grind with me right now, cause I can feel it from some of you, you're like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> I've been there, divine feminine. I've been there. <laughs> you're going to get proven. You're going to get proven wrong. You're going to see what I'm explaining one day. And you're gonna be like, oh, Mads, I get it now. I get it. Because whenever I understood it with my soul, I sat there and I was like, oh, you little fucker. I fucking get it. Like, I see it. I see you. Thank you for making these decisions. But you little fucker. It was hilarious. So this is kind of the understanding of like runner chaser dynamics, things like that. Again, there's no separation. Um, You're only going to feel that there's separation until you heal all your childhood wounds. If you feel like there's separation and you feel like you're missing a part of yourself, you're not in union with yourself. And that is what reunion is. The base of what reunion is, is coming into union with yourself, integrating your polarity um, and, and really stepping into purpose and living life completely and fully aligned to your highest self. And once your divine masculine gets there, if you have a plan that was predetermined before you came into the, these bodies to be together in this lifetime romantically as life partners, then you will. And if not, I promise you, you made other plans for yourself and they're going to be really, really fucking incredible. Trust me. That's all I can say. Trust me. Okay. So let's get into signs. You've met your twin flame. Again, majority of people are incarnated with their twin flame and that's okay. You're going to have just as a beautiful of a life. You can have just as spiritual of a life. Just means that your catalyst is completely different. Um, the difference, like I said, between karmics and twins is that karmics cause you trauma. And when you leave, you recognize your worth and you can equally go through a spiritual awakening. I remember after my karmic, I was like, holy crap. I know this, 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 and this about myself. And I will never tolerate this, 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 and this, and this. But then, and then I was with a soulmate and then I was with my twin and I was like, oh my God. Um, and the twin flame connection is just super divine, super loving. It's not, it's not the cause of your trauma. It's the light that highlights all the trauma you've yet to fucking heal, which is a bit of a rude awakening sometimes. So let's, let's get into this. Um, signs that you've met your twin flame. I'm not exactly sure how many I have. I'm just kind of going into it. So your twin. So whenever, let me start with this. Whenever you meet a soulmate, it feels like home, right? Like there's like an immediate recognition, right? When you meet your twin, it is that on crack steroids and heroin and it feels not just like home, it literally feels like you are meeting you. And I know that that sounds trippy and most of you are not going to understand this. Literally feels like you are meeting yourself. I remember meeting my twin and this is the thing often too your twin is usually not going to be your type my twin and I we were not typically each other's type um not that we weren't because I mean we fell in love and you know like one of like you know just is what it is and we are the same soul so we obviously love each other unconditionally and so divinely but and it's not to say that my twin is like not a handsome man he's so handsome but like I'm going to brag a little here because I love my soul, but my twin is so handsome that like 
you ever see someone who's like so fucking hot and beautiful and you're just like you're just so hot and beautiful like you're not my type like like that but like he immediately became my type. I just snapped my fingers like subconsciously. <laughs> like he just like immediately became my type because I was so captivated by him. Um, and I would say it was the same for him because obviously we're one soul. Like it was like, it was the exact same. It literally felt like I was meeting myself. And there was like this like instant, like we didn't have to talk. Like we just like could basically have conversation without having conversation. Not that that was conscious of like, not like we're saying words in our head and then the other is responding. It's not like that. It's just more like energetic telepathy where you can be together and know exactly what the other is like thinking, feeling, enjoying, not enjoying, and just like hang out and like not have to talk. And it was like the weirdest thing, but it was really cool. Like, so it's like meeting yourself and whenever you look in the eyes of your twin flame oh my god dude literally like it's so fucking trippy because you can literally feel that you are staring at yourself like i i wasn't awakened before i met my twin neither was my twin we it was really interesting which is usually the case but i remember like there we just look at each other and it was like but it's like, you know, you're looking at yourself. So it's like, it's not one of those moments where you're like, I'm looking at myself and I'm going to like pull away because it's not like eye contact with like a soulmate where you're like, oh my God, like we're really seeing each other. Like, <laughs> like cute. No, it's like, you know, you're looking at yourself and you literally just like can't stop. Like you're just like mesmerized. Like it's literally, un- it, 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 it's uncanny. Uh, it, it's the weirdest fucking thing. So it's not just going to feel like home with this person. It's going to feel like you because it is and it it feels so safe it feels so 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 safe a little overwhelming um at first especially for the ego to be like what the fuck is that like what the fuck um and you're gonna notice that your twin and you have gone through regardless of age difference will have gone through the exact same things oftentimes in a different polarity um you're, you're going to have gone through the exact same things at the exact same time in life. Not the exact same ages at the exact same time. So for example, if something was happening to me in 2012, 2013, something was equally happening to my twin, maybe on the opposite polarity, like a, a, a polarized expression of that thing, the exact same thing. We are also going to have the exact same inner child wounds with polarized expressions. For example, anxiously attached, anxiously avoidant, um, abusive parent uh, on one side, abusive parent on the other. Um, you're, it's insane, the similarities. Bringing the similarities a step further, most twins look alike, okay? Most twins look alike on some level. It might not be obvious to the human eye. I have always been able to tell if people are twins just by looking at them. And I don't want to like name any twins because I don't know. It's such a sacred journey. And I think not everyone is aware that sometimes you don't even know that you're on it. If it's like one of the first lifetimes that you are. And I don't think a lot of people want to necessarily share if they are. Um, But you will look like, like you guys will never see photos of my twin. But um, 
we like we have like when you look at our eyes like they're a little different but like you know it's that that is the same fucking not person it's the same fucking soul we have really really similar features it's it's insane and I've seen that across a lot of twins um there's a very deep connection and you're always going to prioritize your self-growth over your relationship and this is what happens um and this is more or less the cause of um of separation right so for example my twin and I we were in a romantic union and both knew that we just needed to grow we needed to heal and to grow and we knew that doing so we would not be able to be the person that we wanted to be for each other in a romantic sense um so we went back to friends and then if you read sweet daisies you you know how that has gone to date since (laughs) that it was a bit of a a bit of a ride um and i'm grateful for every bit of it really genuinely am um when you meet your twin, there's going to be a massive change in your life. I remember when I met my twin, I was going through some mental health issues, but when I met him and like was spiritually activated, it was like I became so much more aware of my issues that I was like, holy fuck, I've got a lot more fucking problems than I thought. And like, I don't know how to handle this. It was a lot. And the same would have been true for for my twin as well. Um, And for all twins, it's why we come together. So it can feel a little overwhelming, but it feels incredibly magnetic, very divine, um, and predestined. Now, predestined is the key word here. You cannot manifest your twin flame. So let me be the one to humbly disclaim to you that if you've been like, I'm manifesting my twin flame, I'm manifesting my twin flame, and then someone shows up in your life and it's a really beautiful connection, sorry, babe, not your twin flame. It's your soulmate. You cannot manifest your twin. Why? Because you cannot manifest yourself. It doesn't, your soul is not going to be like, okay, yeah, you want to meet me? Like, here you go. No, your soul has a lot bigger shit to do um, before it goes through something like that. The only time you're going to meet your twin is when your soul pre-planned it before you came to this planet. You cannot manifest your twin because if you are manifesting your twin, you are manifesting from wound, from lack, and from a need to fill an energetic void, which your soul will not cater to you if you are on the twin flame journey because that's the runner chaser dynamic. And again, like I said, the runner is not going to give to the chaser just because the chaser feels the void. So the chaser would be the one trying to manifest the twin. The runner would be the one not showing up. Um, so you can't manifest your twin. You can manifest a soulmate. Make sure you're doing it from a very aligned place. Make sure you've written down everything that you want in a, in, in your soulmate um, so that you don't manifest a karmic. Make sure that you're very aware of your wounds. Make sure that you're willing to pay attention to red flags, all of those things. You can't manifest a twin. You can manifest a soulmate. It's actually quite easy to manifest a soulmate because it's someone who's a match to you. Um, whenever it comes to attraction um in every way you will be very attracted to your twin um but it's going to feel most potent in the heart space you are going to feel like like a whole like again a whole other fucking level of love dude like and this is this is what the the twin flame journey is meant to to teach you is is deep 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 levels of love 
you also will not be able to stay mad at this person if get mad at them at all. It doesn't happen. Um, like, and, and people who are like, well, I've been, no, you literally cannot be mad at your twin. If you are, it'll last maybe five, 10 minutes because you is being mad at yourself. But it's like a projected version of like being mad at yourself. Um, and I remember this being one of the most annoying things whenever I was really going through like the healing of my wounds was I wanted so badly, so badly to be pissed at my twin. Like, fuck you, fuck this. And I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely on an ego level was like, fuck you and fuck this. But as much as I wanted to be angry at him, I couldn't because I knew what he was doing was for my growth and my healing and vice versa. And every true twin flame will tell you this. It's like, you can't be mad at someone who is literally behaving this way because they love you so much that they're not going to cater to your bullshit. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's hilarious. Like, I go back to the last time my twin and I spoke. And I spoke about this in, in the last episode that we had on the podcast when Sweet Daisies came out last week of like how I went on an ego fit basically the last time that my twin and I spoke in the physical and uh I was like fuck the book fuck this shit I'm so fucking over this and he was like yeah like whatever you do like just make sure you publish the book like he just was not having it like he was not gonna feed me the okay like I get it like I know it really hurts like don't publish the book if it hurts he was like no like make sure you fucking do this because it's why we fucking incarnated like stop pulling that bullshit like <laughs> he was so gracious about it he's so 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 gracious but um, you'll struggle really, really, really hard with, um, with being mad at them. Like, I think the most I've been mad at my twin was been like 10 minutes. And in reality, I was, I wasn't even mad. I was just mad that I couldn't be mad. So I was trying really hard to be mad. And then I just kind of started crying and laughing 10 minutes later. Um, this is also the person who's going to know you probably better than you know yourself. Um, on a, on a subconscious level, they will never tell you that they know you better than you know yourself, but it's like, it's a, it's a mutual understanding that you know each other better than you know yourself. Um, and this is not something that is used over you in like a toxic way. It's literally not even spoken about. It is never brought up. It's just like this deep knowing of like, yeah, yeah, you get me. Sometimes you get me more than I get me. And it's kind of funny in all honesty. It's kind of funny. Um, Whenever you fight with your twin, there is the honking out there. There are some of you guys fighting with your counterparts. Um, there is um, usually a conversation after that is very like accountable of like, hey, like, sorry, like I, that was not directed towards you. Like that was all me. And you're kind of just like, yeah, like I knew that. Thank you so much. Um, and, and, and you grow from there and basically talk about like what your, your needs are. And it's really easy to forgive because again, you know where your twin is coming from. Like, you know that they're just projecting their shit. Um, and they don't usually do it in a way. Sometimes they do, depending how wounded they are. Um, they take it out on you in a way that is very, very hurtful. Sometimes they'll say things because they're, um, some maybe using you as a bit of a punching bag, but again, that's, it's quite rare um and in those cases it's like you both know that you need to take space from each other because that's like not healthy and, and then you talk about it after um there's also like a lot of um synchronicities between you like just like really 
weird like higher self knowings that you might not even recognize our higher self knowings and like also physical synchronicities that brought you together to begin with um like it's not just like numbers and stuff it's like really really specific synchronicities and that's the thing with twins it is like hyper specific synchronicities and I don't even know what kind of an example to give you because it's so specific that like I can't like I can't just like make one up um so that's gonna be something there as well you're also gonna have a very like multifaceted connection um like you are everything to each other like lover teacher best friend mentor guide um I'm not gonna say parent because that's like really not it because you're gonna teach each other how to self-parent but like you are literally like everything to each other um and the basis of the connection is very very like um tightly knit essentially um, and then you're both going to be very, very drawn, 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 <laughs> driven towards, drawn. It's like, are we creating a new word in the English language today? Um, you're going to be very driven towards, um, like social purpose, spiritual awakening, becoming the best version of yourself. Like you're going to constantly be striving to become better and better and better. Um, so that is, that are some, those are some signs that are some signs. My God, I cannot speak today. Also, my throat is getting so dry and like I'm so close to be ready for bed. Um, those are some signs that you've met your twin flame. Um, they're not going to give you red flags. They're not going to give you like butterflies. That's one thing. It's like so calm. Um, like maybe heart flutter butterflies, but like not like an anxiety butterfly. It's going to feel so calm. That's the best way I can explain it. It is so, so, so calm. All right. Let's jump into... For a second, I didn't think I was recording for the last 15 minutes and I was about to lose my shit because uh, I couldn't see my, my recording. Um, I've got some questions from you guys. So I'm going to answer those. Okay, interested to see if you have insights on meeting your twin in the 5D or dream space before meeting them in the 3D physical. Yeah, it's happened to one of my friends. Um, she had dreams of like who he was, uh, his family dynamic, kind of what he looked like and, or his like ethnicity or something um, before she even met him. And then she met him and she was like, yep, that's you. Um do you realize feel it right away when you meet yours or does it take time to realize listen the twin flame word is thrown around so much so i don't know anymore but what i can tell you from my experience is when i met him i listen <laughs> again was not my typical type i was i was like yeah like outside of your looks like there is something about you like and I, it was so weird because I was so unbothered. Like I knew he was going to like pursue me. Like I didn't have to do anything. And I, and I knew that I was so comfortable with that. And I was like, yeah, like I just really want to know you. And then we got to know each other. And I was like, ooh, I've never met anyone like you before. And I knew growing up, like as a kid, I always knew. I've known that I was on this journey without even knowing what this journey was. Um, I knew that I was going to meet someone my entire life that was going to change my life when it came 
to love and the way that I viewed the entire world and myself. And that was obviously the meeting of the other half of my soul. And when I met him and our connection started, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is it. Like in, in the sense of like, this is that connection that I've been feeling coming in. Um, and it wasn't even like, this, this is the thing. Like I, I didn't ask like, who are you to me? It was like, I just knew. And I didn't know what twin flames were. I didn't know about the terms. Again, I hadn't gone through my awakening. And then I was like researching one day and I couldn't find anything online. This must have been like 2016, no, 2017. And I got my first Oracle deck and I, you know, ended up pulling the twin flame card in it. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I read about it and I was like, oh, that's what he is he's me I'm him oh my god and so to to label it made a lot of sense but I knew like I just knew and I feel like most twins just know there's really no second guessing it's meeting yourself like when you the minute you make eye contact you're like yep I just looked at myself so I would say you know like I'm gonna say like 9.99999 times out of 10 you just know I don't think it takes time at all Maybe to label it, but you know consciously that there's something with this person. Um, is it more likely that you meet your twin flame in a lifetime or more likely that you don't? It's more likely that you don't. Especially right now, it is more likely that you don't. Um, it takes lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes to get to a point where your soul is ready to incarnate twice at once. I'd like to hear more about how they mirror one another and how to support one another. I kind of went through that in this episode, I feel. Um... You, you mirror by having the polar opposite expression of the same wound um, and the polar opposite expression of the same personality trait and quality, okay? So it's, it's a mirror. It is literally a mirror. You know how when you lift your, you, you look in a mirror, you take a mirrored photo, like what's on the left side of your face looks like it's on the right side of your face or however that works with mirror. It, it's the exact same thing with twins. It's, it's literally a mirror, Um, In terms of how to support one another, um, I mean, if you're a divine feminine and your masculine is taking space, leave him the fuck alone. (laughs) Just leave him the fuck alone. Um, He will know when he's able to show up in your life. uh, And if he's not, like, let him integrate and alchemize on his own. Stop chasing. And if you're the, the divine masculine and you're on a twin flame journey, um, do the, do the inner work, like integrate your inner feminine, like, like divine feminine, you need to integrate your inner masculine and divine masculine, you need to integrate your inner feminine. That's how you support each other. You support each other also by just simply becoming more awakened, more enlightened, more healed and becoming a better version of yourself. Um, that that's that it, it's an inner journey that's the thing so many people think it's like I need to do something for that no like you just need to focus on you and if and when you're ready to 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 partner up or collaborate in the physical you will but it's about working on yourself and healing your wounds especially as a divine feminine every time you heal you catalyze your masculine to heal even if you're not around him And whenever he heals, he catalyzes you to also heal. Again, he's going to catalyze you healing your masculine energy and you're going to catalyze him to heal his feminine energy. The more emotionally avoidant you are, the more emotionally avoidant he's going to be. The more physically avoidant he is, the more physically avoidant you're going to be. Now, 
Now, now, now, that being said, just because you've got shit going on in your life doesn't mean you can blame your twin. Take autonomy, take responsibility. I just saw two, 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 especially as the divine feminine. Honestly, as a divine masculine too, like just because, you know, divine feminine, maybe you're noticing that there's a lot of physical stagnancy in your life. You can change that. Integrate your own inner masculine. You don't need your masculine. You don't need to wait for him to make changes in his physical world to make changes in yours. I literally just saw two, two, two again. Holy hell. And it's the same with divine masculine. Divine masculine, if your divine feminine is not, you know, on top of her spiritual shit for whatever reason, um, again, very unlikely that these two can, cases and scenarios happen because it's the same soul working together and going through the awakening at the same time. Um, but work on it yourself. Um, you don't need each other in the physical to get to where you want to be. That's it. Um, so... <laughs> in a very direct uh, way, just like kind of like get your shit together and like focus on yourself. That's how you can best support your your counterpart. Um, yeah, let me see what else is here. Give me one second, guys. I like really needed some water there. My throat is feeling not fun. Um, the difference, what someone asked, the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame, I already went through that. Soulmate is another soul. Twin flame is your soul in another body. Um, soulmate love is like really fun, light, easy, complimentary, um, very, very secure. You don't mirror each other. You don't necessarily have the same wounds. Um, yeah, it's like super chill is the best way I can describe it. And again, doesn't mean it's not going to be like this really divine love. Um, you can have really, really deep soul connections with a lot of, a lot of different souls. It's just not going to be as like energetically intense, which honestly is really relieving <laughs> it's like really relieving um but yeah so it that's that's the difference how do you know if it's a karmic or a twin karmic causes you trauma twin doesn't um yeah that can't get more clear than that twin is not gonna cause you wounds just gonna love you so much it highlights them uh, and, and the karmic is gonna is gonna be the the one that creates it because karmics are just so fucking fun. Um, they're not fun at all. They teach you some really really hard lessons uh, in in really excruciating ways. Uh, as where twins teach you really really hard lessons in very healing ways. Um, so that's that. And I think everything else we kind of talked about in terms of like questions, like how do you know it's your twin? I like just went through like a list of that. Um, do twin flames always end up together? No, we talked about that. Um, they don't always. Um, there are twins who are destined for physical union. There are twins who are not. Um, you will not get into union until you are so at peace with the fact that it might not be a possibility for you because then you're in like a very non-attached state and that means that you have healed and integrated your energy and transmuted it in such a way where your twin is not going to fill some sort of need or void or lack within you, which means you are ready for union, whether that is with your twin or with a divine partner. Oh my God, we did it. The long-awaited, 10-month delayed conversation <laughs> about twin flames holy fucking hell um yeah that's that's it guys um I think I just spoke for an hour and a half you can probably hear it in my voice my voice was already struggling from the hangover 
my brain feels like it has melted. Um, I feel like my face is literally melting off as well. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I think I'm ready to just call it a day. Um, I don't know how chaotic this episode was. Um, it's going straight up. I am literally going to export it and you're going to get it raw. I honestly think raw podcast episodes are even better than edited ones. Um, I don't want to have to like put on a whole production for you guys. I just kind of want to show up how I am that day and uh, let you receive whatever I've created for you. So if you have any more questions about Twin Flames, please feel free to send them to me in my DMs. If I get so many of them, what I'll just do is I'll heart them and then I'll make another podcast episode. But I hope that I've answered enough for you to understand what the Twin Flame journey is, what it isn't, uh, if you're on one. And if you're nosy about mine, just go buy my book, Sweet Daisies. I literally talk about the whole thing in there. So (laughs) um, you can do that. And thank you as well to everyone who's already purchased Sweet Daisies. I'm probably going to record another podcast episode, not today. Um, Just like talking about Sweet Daisies and the response with it and the reviews that are already coming in with it. Um, I'm really, really, really overwhelmed in the most positive way with a lot of joy. Um, Even if you can't like emotively hear me express that right now because I'm brain dead. Um, I am really, really overjoyed with the response. It means so, 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 so much to me that you guys are loving it. Most of you have already like read through the whole thing already, which is sorry for the emotional roller coaster. It's kind of fucked, but um, yeah, thank you guys so much. And I don't know what we're talking about next week. It's going to be after Christmas the next time I see you guys. So see you guys talk to you guys um so merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa whatever you celebrate i wish you the absolute best and i will see you guys next week i might even take a hiatus next week because of the holidays so i'll keep you posted stay tuned on my instagram i will let you know um but yeah happiest of holidays guys and Please feel free to share the podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones. If you think they'd like it, please leave a review. And I will see you guys in the next one. Go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.